John Keyes is joining us now. How are you, John? Hey, Steve. Very good, man. Good. Well, this will be the first win for you, won't it, tonight if he wins it, the inevitable? Yeah, will we? Yeah, we, uh, we've been contesting some fairly tough assignments, but anyway, we're, we're back on our home track. We should be a chance. I just said earlier, I mean, all he needs to do is repeat, really, any of his three runs, and he takes care of these tonight, doesn't he? I would think so. I mean, as I said to Dave early today, um, there's no alligators down here and Mr Brightside's in the paddock, so um, you'd have to assume he's a serious chance. Tell me about his Champions Mile run. Uh, this is the race where Pride of Jenny, of course, ended up getting it done on the 11th of November, so that was five weeks ago, Pride of Jenny leading all the way, and your guy was back along the fence, third last or something? Yeah, look, it was interesting. Um, I said to Ollie, I said, you know, Jenny, you'll lead, won't it? And he goes... Yep, and basically he said every step of the way what horse would be where and it just panned out exactly what he told me, um, except for on the straight. You know, we, we went to move out and uh, and probably wasn't enough room for us for us to get through. Um, got a bit of a squeeze and probably just lost a little bit of momentum. You know, Otherwise, he might have been a little, little bit closer, you know? Yeah, there are, I think there are, only, there are only three horses in the race that broke 35 seconds home. Fangirl, Mr. Brightside, the inevitable. Yeah, look, he's, that the Sydney run, the first one he had up there, over 1,400. He, his sections up there were un, unbelievable. Like, So he's he's the real deal. Oh, no doubt. And I keep looking for the old colours. He got your colours on. I keep looking for the green with the white cap. I had to go looking for him again this morning when I was watching the replays. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that was... Uh, Account of the the stuff up with the other kids and uh, the stewards have sort of made basically all the uh, the Brunton horses have been shifted into my colours. So. Yeah, how, just on I know we can't elaborate too much, but just how are they going, Scott and, and your daughter Tegan at the moment? Yeah, look, I I was down there a week or a fortnight ago, whatever last week, sorry, and uh, yeah, no, they I think they're in a pretty good place at the moment. Um, they're missing their job, um, but they're under you know strict instructions that they're not to. Um, we've had uh, Stephen Maskill riding uh, riding the little fella for a bit, and Georgie Katana is doing a bit in the in the bush and the beach and so forth. So it's yeah, so far so good. Yeah, Tegan, your daughter was telling us the great story uh, how she worked really hard on turning him around, and what you were saying there, just you know mixing it up when after that Silver Eagle drama with the float and all that, and putting him over some tyres and different things and through the bush there, it really did got him refocused, got his mojo back. The inevitable. It really did. She did a mighty job. Um, found out, you know, through her own initiative that he could jump and loved it. And basically, I think that's sort of what, did, what you know, did the trick. He just, out, out in the forest there, she found some stuff to go over and then eventually got him back. They built a separate, you know, proper set of jumps for him. So I think that was what turned him around. I was looking at some stats this morning. At Launceston, this track, he's had eight starts for seven wins. He's won this race twice previously, the Conquering. David Perez and Siggy Carr have won the most races on him, six apiece. Yeah, um, Dave, Dave's just coming back. I hope he's pretty right because he had a, uh, a small operation on his back, nothing major, but he's, he's assured me that he'll be right to ride this tonight. So uh, we've got some forecast rain, which won't, won't uh, do us any harm because it take a, the, the track's been so bloody hard down there that it all might help if as long as it comes before the race. But yeah, look, we go in there. We, you know, you can't be too cocky, but you you're quietly confident. You know. Yeah, last year when he won it, it was a good four. He had barrier three, a similar barrier tonight. How do you think it will play out? What's the speed look like here, race eight, the conquering tonight at Launceston? Yeah, look, I think there'll be some. Um, 
and he'll just he'll just Dave will just find a spot where he's comfortable um, as long as he can get get out you know in time to you know, he needs clean air to come down the outside and you know doesn't want any interference he doesn't want any bumping and carrying on because he's he's so little you know like but if he, if he's got space he he should be able to cover him. Cool talking to David about him that day where he said sometimes you think you're not going anywhere and then you just liven him up and he's like he lifts off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Takes well, off. he told me that. Um, Dave said the first time he ever rode him because for some reason I don't know how it all works, but he never he never got to get on him early days. And he said the first time I was at Hobart, first time he rode him, he said when he peeled to the outside, he said he couldn't believe the power that came out. He said it felt like it was coming out of the ground, you know, just just a push. So yeah, he's a pretty exciting horse. Yeah, is there anything you've noticed about him? Little little traits or anything or something that he likes since you've been looking after him, John? The inevitable? Not, not really. Um, the only thing I did see the other day was with uh, Megan, our lady who does all the massages, etc. And she said there's always been a um, a tight spot, and he's offside hind. Um, and she said that's probably as good as it's been in the last few, better than the last start. So. Hopefully, if they, they might even help him a bit. What's the longest prices you reckon he's ever started? Well, it uh, wouldn't be, well, probably the early days, and I don't really remember the, the, the first few, but yeah. Well, $7 last November at Hobart when he won. A fifty thousand dollar race. He was first up. They probably thought eleven hundred might be a bit short and sixty one. He started seven dollars there, so that was November last year. And the other win was at Flemington in the August two thousand nineteen on a heavy eight thousand meters down the straight. He started eight dollars and won. Wow. Yeah, I didn't realise that. Mm. I didn't realise that were those prices on offer. Because, yeah. Well, he's because of his statue and that. I mean, as you said, when I was talking to Damien Oliver the other day, we, we were just discussing the different horses and everything and. Yeah, there's no rhyme or reason, is there? I mean, look at the the alligators and the Mr. Brightside and that there. You just don't know what's under the bonnet, do you? No, you don't. He only cost ninety thousand in South Australia at the. I think it was Dave Brunton that was at the sale. Scott Stat, ninety grand, yep. and then he's won yep. one point eight million now. Yeah, no, it's a, quite an amazing story. It I mean, is. He, he didn't even come back for a long time because we thought he was too small, or Dave or Scott or somebody did. They were too scared to send him home. So what did they do? <laughs> try and feed him up a bit. Yeah, I think so. I think they'd try to feed him like Christmas turkey, you know, like Okay. All right. Yeah. Well that's inevitable. You had meet another runners tonight. Obviously your stable's huge now. Uh, is there another winner there anywhere? Oh look, I'm really hopeful, happy clan. Um <clears throat> he's he's just one we bred ourselves and he's he's out to his proper distance and you know, he was only beaten point seven or something in the derby by Paddy Payne's uh Dunkel, the group one horse. So yeah, I'm hope, hopeful that he can do the job tonight. Um, yeah, so yeah, we've got chances all night, actually. All right. Well, happy clan. you got me going to race two, number three. He's $3.50. He's third up. Is Laura Laffey riding him? Yeah, was, we got a bit lucky there because Laura rode for a couple of times for us in Melbourne when we was over there with other, a different couple of horses. And, uh, yeah, the, the manager just sent me a message that she's coming down and I Yasmin, who does all my noms and acceptance and that for me, um, I said, you better snap her up while we've got the chance. So, um, she, yeah, she won't hurt him. All right, so race two, number three. The Inevitable, of course, is running in race number eight tonight, the second last. Race eight one, currently $1.50 with Tab. Good luck with him, John. We'll be watching this with a great deal of interest tonight. It's a, a listed feature, the Conquering, and he'll make it three in a row if he can do it. Good on you, Steve. Thanks, Thanks for John. Talk. John Keyes, of course. Right. We've talked to John previously and the story about his brother, um, Ken Keyes, who's had so many good horses, including Rich Enough and quite a few others along his journey so far.